0: So there's never a finished arriving stage at any of this. It's just like, what's next for me? What's next for me? What can I do now? What's next for me?
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of Archie's. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Louise Fletcher. And me, Alice Sheridan. And today's topic arose from a conversation I had with another artist. A topic we're going to talk about is what does success mean to you? We're just going to discuss all things success. Uh, But before we get on to that, what kind of successful week have you had, Alice?
0: Well, it was funny. I had quite a few comments from people after last week's episode messaging me and saying, I'm sorry you've had a crappy week. (laughs) <laughs> but of course it's it nice came that people care. it is nice that people care um, but of course it came out on tuesday and actually we record on a thursday on friday i went into the studio and had a really good day so that's um, always
1: what happens isn't it it's funny how that happens.
0: happens yeah and i went in feeling like uh, i had these images that i had to send to the gallery And I was like, and I told you before, I'd got them all out. I'd looked at them all. I was like, yeah, they kind of go together. And there was something in me that was going, "Mm, mm, are you really sure? Are you really sure yet? And on Friday, I did um, some work on one that's in the middle stages. And I also got these other ones out and I thought, just ask myself the question: Are you really happy for these to go? Is there anything in them that bothers you? And with some of them, I did that kind of final flourish thing that nobody else notices. That and some of them is tiny adjustments, and on a couple of them was almost some big sweeps of marks. And I just thought, right now. Now I'm ready. So then I re-photographed them all and um, sent them off to the gallery and had to come up with the title and names and all of that kind of thing. But it was it was a good day. I don't know. There was a bit of fire in my belly on Friday, I think, because of um, world events and things. And I thought, what can I do? And, um, you you know, we had a little fundraiser on Instagram, which I think is still going on my page. I've left it open because why stop? Um raise some money for the British Red Cross so there was a kind of up to the end of the week so it's it was after Thursday's low you know when things all kicked off there was a low and I think a lot of people have been feeling that this week and I think it's very hard not to get derailed because something suddenly feels scary and important and uh we are impotent we can't do anything about it and it's not an easy place to be in no for sure I definitely have to I've I've been
1: doing this for a while but I have to limit my news exposure Mm. for my own mental health Mm. that might sound like oh just stick your head in the sand but I don't think it is because I can't I can do what I can do Mm -hmm. and that's Uh, you know donating money or whatever that's all I can do Mm -hmm. I can't change the government policies I can't change Putin I can't do anything about what's happening and the more the news at times like this is designed to hook us in Mm -hmm. for the purposes of advertising for the purposes of like making more money so it's always more and more drama, drama, drama. Mm. And you can find yourself, I found this in the beginning of the pandemic, you can find yourself glued to every update, mm. which is not doing you any good. It isn't solving any problem. So I'm having to really manage that. And and so I limit myself. I started off limiting myself to a few minutes in the morning, mm. but that was bad because mm. I've, a lot of research shows that three minutes of news, in the morning is enough to change the trajectory of your whole day. Yeah. So now I do evening. I think, okay, well, if I have a crap night, that's fine. <laughs> at least at least I know what's going on, but I don't know what's going on right first thing when I get up and change my whole day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I had a, quite a positive, after also having a bad week, quite a positive start to the week because I had a visitor Another artist, uh, Tracy Tompkins from South Africa, who is my community manager for my art tribe. Her and her husband are moving to the UK in the next year or so. Her husband's British and they were here kind of scouting out and visiting artists. And she was saying, you know, once upon a time I would have come here and visited a few relatives, but now I'm visiting she visited an artist in Liverpool, she visited me, then she was going to a ceramicist in Leicester. And these are all people that we meet online, and we make Mm. these friendships. So we had a fantastic couple of days, she just a lot of talking about art. And I've been um, working on this new, this new process, and having that feeling of, yeah, but where is this going? And what mm-hmm. does this mean? And we had some really good conversations where she gave me insights into what it all means. Yeah. She said, I can see, you know, I can see with what's happening in your life and I can see this. And and uh, it really sparked a lot of thoughts. And it reminded me that those conversations about our work, I tend to veer away from sharing my work to discuss with other artists because I don't like feedback that tells me what to do Mm -hmm. because it throws me off. It's not that I object. It's just that it completely throws me. I'm so easily led into another direction. So I don't like when someone says put a black shape in the top corner and think about, you know, I don't like any of that, but I love those discussions where someone else is just reflecting back to you what they see and what they think and some of it you go "Mm, no I don't want that bit and some of it you think oh yeah I see I see that so I found it really inspiring and unfortunately in the next few days I don't have a lot of painting work time so I'm gonna have to hold myself back but I quite like that too I like the I, I like the feeling of things bubbling inside
0: sometimes the pause is good isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's okay not to rush into everything. Yeah. And that conversation leads us into our main topic because Tracy and I were discussing the idea of success and the idea of defining it for yourself, like what you mean by success rather than thinking of success as an external thing imposed on you by other people. And and we both see that a lot with artists who join our groups and maybe have an idea of what success is, which is then depressing to them or anxiety creating because they're not yet achieving whatever that thing is that they've decided is success. Mm. And so we just, we didn't really get deep into it which made me think, oh, we could get into that topic. We could talk about what success means to us individually. Like what does it mean for us? And, and, and where do we see that idea causing problems? And maybe there might be some reframes that might really help. What do you, uh, uh, let me ask you this, has your idea of success changed from when you first got serious about painting to now?
0: I was just thinking about that as you were talking. And I was thinking, I'm not 100% sure that I have ever used success or had a clear idea of success as a driver, which is a little bit odd because I'm quite a competitive person. With myself, and in some ways, perhaps with other people. So, you'd think that sort of achieving whatever success means, which we can talk about, would be in a way one of my key motivations. And yet, it isn't really. And I was thinking, why is that like way back at the beginning? And I think at the beginning, it's just because it felt anything that I looked at that was held up as like, this is somebody who is successful in this field just felt so far away from me it was pointless even thinking about it well that's what I'm wondering when you say I wasn't aiming for success yeah what
1: what is that word meaning to you yeah okay not aiming for you mean you weren't aiming for galleries so, or yeah results
0: yeah so, or, so so galleries or um I think working at scale is something that we talk about quite often and that certainly comes up for me. I think there's a desire in that, but again, that felt really unachievable. But I think if you picture, if you say to me, what is a successful artist, There's an artist and they're standing, you know, in a gallery and they've got a large collection of work and then they're confident. They know what they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. They're selling it. They've got an audience who appreciates it. They've got and as a result, it, it gives the impression that they've got no concerns or no worries anymore or <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: I bet that's so true
1: I bet yeah. I bet they're all just like oh life's wonderful <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I- exactly what you mean though so so yeah and they're they're painting self for tens of thousands of pounds at least probably more they're in in my mind that kind of success they're in museum they're in museums or they're on their way to museums And people speak about them as a serious, well-known person. Yeah. They come up in conversation when you talk about art in the same breath as Jasper Johns or Rauschenberg or someone. They're kind of there in the contemporary art scene as a...
0: Yeah. And quite honestly, you know, that's bloody terrifying, isn't it? You know? Yeah
1: never
0: that is quite a pedestal to feel like you've got to be aiming for that and I think that that's often what's tied up in this and certainly for me there was a fear element in it that along with what was de- recognized as being successful was a certain pigeonholing and a defining of your work which meant that you had to carry on doing maybe something that you had become recognized for. And that wasn't attractive to me. So that kind of left me in a little bit of a hole, really. There's a what have, lot what have,
1: tied up in that definition of the word of success then, isn't there? Always.
0: Because when,
1: when I started, mine was, I, I now would think of what you're thinking of, that person with all that. But I think when I started, it was smaller so I would have defined success as I sell the paintings I make I have a following so I'm confident that people will buy what I make that seemed unattainable to me that seemed you know a big stretch and something just to be dreamed of not to really not to really be Mm. reality Mm. And this makes me think about the moving goalpost nature of success, because that is my situation at the moment. Touch wood, not saying it will be forever, especially with what I'm about to start making. It probably won't be. But my definition of success, now I've moved the goalposts on myself. And this is what Tracy and I were talking about, that if, if success is something external to you, you will always move the goalposts. You'll always, when you get to where you think is success, success will be out there. If we were actually standing there with everything we just described, we would be wanting to be, I don't know, the Venice Biennale. We would be wanting something else. We would be offended that this artist was picked for that and we weren't. And so when we define success externally, which we we all do to some extent, I think we'll never, ever get there and we'll always be stressing about. Tracy mentioned she'd done an exhibition years ago of her ceramics and she sold it all out. And her husband said to her, you are never happy. You should be You should be jumping for joy that you sold all these pieces. And she was thinking, how am I going to make reproduce this? How am I ever going to do this again? What am I going to do next that's going to be better? and so it makes me then think suppose i've been going deeper on this for myself thinking okay if I, if i would never be content with whatever level of that is there another way to define success
0: mm-hmm. for
1: myself that i can measure against myself yeah Easy said than done though
0: yeah. And I think that's what I was getting at when I kind of said that the, the whole thing of success for me has never really been. It's never really because it's never felt achievable, though, that that external measure of
1: success. Yeah,
0: it's not it's not really ever been the part of it. And I kind of wrote down, you know, success kind of implies a completed achievement, And I think for me, it's just always been a recognition that it's just a series of stages. And I'm not sure that I agree with you that whether it's just external goals that we're always looking for something more. I think the whole point is that even when it's internally driven, we're always looking for something more. So there's never a finished arriving stage at any of this. It's just like, what's next for me? What's next for me? What can I do now? What's next for me? And as soon as you just, I think when you start feeling like that, any pressure or even thoughts of what is success goes because you're led by other things. Um, I'm thinking about this with something else in particular now. So, you know, when I, I remember getting to a point and I've always said, you know, curiosity has always been important to me. Experiment, experimentation, like approaching things like an experiment a little bit. A little bit scientifically, like what happens if, what happens if, what happens if, I won't know till I try it, let's give it a go, what happens if, and also just a sense of deeper trust, and I think those are the things that I have used to help me when I'm in trickier patches with this idea of what's next, what's next, but also where am I now? That's really important. Where am I now? It's not always thinking about something in the future. It's like, where am I now? What can I do now? What am I interested in now? And what in the in a, in a shorter time fra- frame, if we're going to bring it back to success, what does a sense of completion of this stage look like? So it, a success for me might feel like finishing six paintings. Like that was a massive success at one point. Exactly. This yeah. is
1: exactly what I was thinking about when I was thinking of this topic. And I'll just rephrase what I said about external, internal, because you're right. We're always wanting more. Yeah. When it's external, when the success is external, which it used to be for me. So did I get in that show or not? Did mm. I get rejected? Did I get rejected? Or mm. then, it's a, then it's the opposite of success. When it's external, it depends on things which are outside my control.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so you have this constant craving for more. You have this constant need to fill a hole, which you can't fill unless someone else lets you fill it. And then Mm. because we're never happy, you're pushing for the next thing immediately and then you don't get that. So then that's what I was saying about, you might be in a competition with another artist and then they get something and you don't. And suddenly you feel resentful again, even though you've had all this success by outside terms. Whereas, I agree with you. And when we define it on our own terms, yes, we always want to move to the next level, but we can because it's mm. up to us. Mm. So then we don't have that. And what I see with a lot of the people who join my group is if I'm not selling my work or getting accepted into shows, then I'm not a proper artist. I'm not doing this properly. And it becomes to the point where people say, I want to throw all my stuff away. I just want to stop doing this because I'll never be any good at it. And that's defining success by terms that you are going to lose because we are all going to get rejected and we're all going to get told, no, you're not good enough for this or that at some point. So the biggest lesson I've had to learn is to let go of those things to shows like that anymore. I don't care. I know that's not my definition of success. I know that when I did well in one of those shows, it didn't really mean anything. So I I just decided that for me is not a definition. My definition is if I'm pushing myself and doing something did I do something adventurous and different and exciting to me? And that might be on a small scale. It might just be a new tool I used or a, a new effect I got. Did I at least try something? But it, it it's hard to put it into words how you make that shift. I just see it cause so much anxiety for people, so much un- unnecessary unhappiness when we have, as you said, that description you gave was beautiful of the feeling of when you're finding it within yourself, mm. you're always excited. You're always like, oh, I wonder what I could do next. I wonder if, I wonder if I try that. I wonder if I, and then when it works, that is, there's, there isn't a better feeling. I think it's, it's really
0: difficult, isn't it? Because Oh, It's often from those points of frustration, like you're talking about when people say, right, this isn't working, enough, down tools, I'm done with this now. It's often at those points, right? We might do that and it's a little bit like having a slight toddler temper tantrum, all well and good, (laughs) all well and good. Um, But it's often in the moments after that like so we do that we throw our toy that we have a stoppy fit with ourselves with the you know stupid selectors or whatever or the whatever and again that is often directed externally it's often like they you know they don't know blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then we have these kind of quiet moments and and i remember this after i got rejected from a show which again i subsequently got into and i just remember being like really seriously Peed off with them, like God, Jesus. And then it was afterwards that I sat down and I just, I just looked at my work and I had to accept to myself, well, do you know what? It's not good enough yet. And I know that sometimes we say, well, you know, it's all about, you know, people judge things in different ways and it's about what they need to do the show and all of that kind of stuff. But honestly it wasn't good enough yet. It just simply wasn't. And in that kind of quiet moment after the stroppy fit, I think that was a kind of, it wasn't like a a forceful gathering of energy. It was like a quiet, calm. And this is where I come back to the word trust of, right. Okay. So if you're serious about this, if you want to, your job is to make this, and this this is the key. It wasn't so that next year you get in. It was so that next year when you submit something, you won't care if it gets in or not, because, you know, you've made the best painting you can. And in that year that I submitted something and it didn't get in, when I honestly looked at that painting, I was like, Nah, Not it's not it's not so hot you know and i knew that but i think sometimes it does it does take those moments that aren't very comfortable to make us go right okay well what does this really mean to you and this is where we come back so what does success mean so success didn't mean getting into or not getting into a show success meant showing up for myself and my work and committing to learning whatever I felt I needed to learn and putting into practice which I knew was going to be really hard you know not really hard but I knew it was going to be a long-term thing you know my similar experience was two things I got rejected from two
1: things talking about six years ago now I think mm-hmm. in the same few months And I've got a sketchbook where I tried to do, I was doing a lot of sketching at the time in books, actual drawing things. And I did a drawing and wrote, I've scribbled all over it because it was a bad drawing. I've scribbled. This is why you don't get into anything. You're shit at art. (laughs) And I decided I wasn't quite as mature as you. I went, that's it. I am not doing anything to apply for anything or show anyone again. Mm. What I am going to do is something for myself, something where I can, it's purely for myself. And so what I did, and it's not quite as consciously thought through as this, but I can see in hindsight, I've talked before about spending a year doing self-portraits. I knew I wouldn't want to show those to anyone. I knew they were just for me. And I had to do one every day for a year. And I didn't miss a day for a whole year. Even when I felt ill, even when I felt tired, I did one. Sometimes they were just a scribble, but I did one. And it was only after that year that I started to come out to trying to make my art again. I really went inside because that was so damaging. And now I look back on that and I'm It didn't need to take a year. It was just that my definition of success was people liking what I make. And it was more than people liking. Here's what was at the root of it, really. Like you, I knew I wasn't good enough. I knew my work wasn't good enough by the terms that those people judged work. But I also didn't think it ever could be. And therefore, I just did something that wasn't for other people. And I think now if I could, see myself and give my young self, younger self that advice it would be to say to take what you took from it I felt that wasn't possible for me I just felt like I, I think I was still in that I used to have this belief that you're either good at this or you're not
0: mm-hmm. and it comes
1: naturally and therefore if you are not good enough now you're never going to be you just don't have what it takes so go inside and do something for yourself for the pleasure of it Now, maybe that was a good thing because I came out of that all fired up to start learning and things started to move forward after that. But it was a difficult year and it probably was. I feel like it was my lost year where I could have been if I would thought more like you, then I would have started taking classes and trying to learn. I didn't do that for a whole year after because I was still in my probably my toddler phase. I was just walking around crying and feeling sorry for myself.
0: But you are learning in, just in a different way, aren't you? Here's a question, though. If you if you had told yourself that at the time, or if a wiser version of you would, would you have listened? Because I don't, I'm not, I don't think we can necessarily shortcut this with advice from other people. I think we have oh, to feel no. the fire and go through it. I don't know. I think, see,
1: I didn't know any other artists. And Mm. probably you didn't either. I don't know if you did, but you've got Mm. artists in your family a bit, and I didn't have any of that. So I didn't have if there'd have been if some of the artists I met a few years on who were encouraging and and yeah, sharing, perhaps then I would Mm. have come out of it thinking, Oh, so I can learn. They think I can learn, then that would have given but it would have had to come from outside. It couldn't have come from me because I didn't have any framework to know that's possible. Perhaps when I'm saying this out loud, this is why I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. working with those kind of people on my course mm-hmm. and in my membership,
0: mm-hmm. because I
1: know I can see their potential. I know it's inside them, but I also can feel that feeling of that. They don't think it is Yeah. that they can't see, but this, but, but we're in working with them. I also see that that idea of success that I had is what's their big block because they think it has to be selling and getting into shows and being accepted by other people. They're not stopping to do what you did and spend the time learning and getting better. They're just rushing straight from literally. And I did this, too. I want to be an artist. Right. Where can I sell my work? like okay stop slow down it's harder than that yeah I think it's some there's some do you think there's something about art versus other things where we do think it's inherent in us whereas to say if if you say you're going to run a marathon at the moment you're running couch to 5k you wouldn't go oh I'm going to run the marathon First day I start running, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take you time to build play up. the
0: piano. I'm going to play the piano here. Give me a grade eight piece. Off we go. Yeah, <laughs> we
1: know. Well, that'll take a while. I'm going to have to really practice. And f- for a lot of things, we go, I'm not willing to do that. I just don't yeah. want to do that. But with that, we feel I see it so many times. It must be a thing that we feel like, okay, if I'm talented, this will just come out.
0: Yeah, the rewards will just come. Hit me with them.
1: Yeah. I'm going to make beautiful things very quickly and everyone's going to be wowed by my talent. <laughs> I th-
0: is it special about art? I suppose, I suppose what's different about art is that we do get shown, not so much now, but certainly 10 years ago, there were probably two extremes. There were successful artists that, as I say, to me felt completely unobtainable. And then there were people who just weren't making it at all. Like they were, you know, they had, they were really struggling. And it was only when I started to find, and I remember consciously doing this, looking for examples of other people who I felt I could relate to who were further ahead than I was, but who gave me evidence that it was possible. Mm, And they weren't people that I knew. But again, that was also a conscious, okay, well, so this idea of success is not doing it for me. Like, I don't find it inspiring. I don't find it exciting. It's not achievable. It feels really distant. So what is? What is for me? And let's kind of make this something that is a little bit more relatable. And I think that there is something here, perhaps, in certainly what you said about, you know, who we actually have naturally in our field and who we surround ourselves in and often that is something that you actively have to do and create for yourself and bring into your world because it's not necessarily your best friend who you walk the dog with or your kid's mum's friend or your sister-in-law or like they're much more likely going to be like oh painting really oh okay yeah you know and and initially for me it wasn't even other artists it was being part of a group of people who had um, kind of slightly off the wall sometimes business ideas and we did this thing by uh, uh, John Williams Um, I've mentioned him before he wrote a book called Screw Work Let's Play he's still writing books and he did a 30-day challenge And people did all sorts of things in there. Like I remember going to somebody's house and she did like a walking tour of all the bakeries in Notting Hill and somebody else was launching. There were all sorts of people launching an app and, you know, just crazy little things in 30 days. And just that sense of, I've got this idea. I don't know if it's a goer, but I'm going to see if I can make it work. Mm. And that was really exciting because nobody in my life was doing that. Yeah. So I think... Showing yourself, finding evidence that there are possibilities out there and putting yourself in a space with other people has been massive ever since I I did that. And then in in all sorts of other versions. And I think, you know, that that to me, I mean, you say about your group and that to me and, and your course is why, you know, my membership grew up because, It's not about learning the hows and the whys and the what's and you click here and Instagram hashtags. It's about finding that fire in your belly and knowing that you're going to do it with people around you. And that's not a one hit thing. It's something that you're like, right, here we go. Yeah. Seeing other people who
1: were just a little bit ahead of me, but not miles ahead of me was so important. And when we started that was quite hard to find and now thankfully uh, it's it's everywhere because there are classes and groups and uh, Facebook groups and Instagram communities and then we have podcasts so many podcasts where artists are interviewed about their story and you can hear that that wasn't Oh, those podcasts would have been enough, I think, to get me out of my funk in that year. If yeah. I had heard other people discussing their paths and realized that they were all finding their own way and that there wasn't a right thing and that they all struggled, I think that would have really helped. So I really encourage people when they're in that that state to listen to podcasts now. Like sometimes, yes, there's a lot of podcasts where artists are interviewed, and it can be a bit like, oh, another artist interview, but they can be so encouraging and inspiring when you are struggling a bit because you hear that these people you admire struggle too.
0: Do you think that there's a danger, though, in that there's too much of that? And the reason I'm asking that is I remember at one point, it was before podcasts and everything, and I remember realizing that there were some videos not as many as there are now but some videos on YouTube and sitting transfixed to I don't even know what computer I had at the time (laughs) sitting watching on the computer watching other people make art and not doing it myself and knowing that that really wasn't going to get me anywhere (laughs) Um, I wonder if it did
1: though. I wonder if it fed. I wonder if we have to do that too. I mean, that's why I like podcasts because they they can be on while you're driving, walking the dog, mm. painting. Videos are a bit more like you have to stop and watch. But do you think it was disruptive, or was it feed? Did it feed into exactly what you actually needed at that point?
0: I think perhaps all of these things, maybe they feed you to a point where the inertia gets unbearable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I think people, I hear people say, I know I'm spending too much time on Instagram and Pinterest and not doing my own work. So they know. Yeah. You we just, know. That, that keeps pushing you until yeah. you do something.
0: And I think you you have to be forgiving of yourself when you know. And I, I think that, that that's not necessarily anything that, that goes away sometimes we use it as a switch off sometimes we're you know bored or tired of our own thoughts and we want those things but I think I think it's quite easy maybe it's flipped quite a lot the other way now where again we're back to that looking out at other people externally for inspiration and actually at the end of the day it all comes back to you (laughs)
1: It comes back to you, but then you have to go out to look again. I mean, I do anyway. I have to go out, read about artists, read about their ideas, read about their processes to feed back into... I had that experience this week where somebody said, Oh, do you know Mark Bradford? And I do know Mark Bradford's art, but I hadn't thought about him for a while. And it made me go back and start looking on Google and finding some articles about him and his work. And he's, they asked me because of my sanding back layers and he does a lot of much more heavy duty sanding and scraping. And then I do, but um I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm finding this really exciting because I'm reading about things in his process, which I hadn't thought of. Um, and even though we're going at it from really different angles and even though he's a superstar and I'm me, it's in a way that's, what's inspiring. It's like, oh, wow, he did that. And look, look what happened with what he did. And, um, so I do like that, but it, you have to be careful then not to say, Oh, and how did he do that? Okay, let me go do that exact thing and see what... Because then you can become like mini the other person. I think that's a danger, but that's never a danger for me because I've read one little thing and I'm already excited to go try my own thing and see what would happen. Um, But, and it gave me... The other thing it gave me and often gives me when I read about other artists is ways to talk about or think about what I'm doing because I sometimes find that difficult. The link... I know. I'm doing stuff and I know it's really important to me, but finding the words for it before, say, a year has gone by can be difficult. Sometimes the other artists are the link for me on that where I say, oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, but I am going down that road. Do you know what I mean by that?
0: Yeah, and I think that there's often a catching up with ourselves. Yes. That we're doing. I think sometimes we start doing things and and probably this is just not very well um, recognized or or part of, like, I think we're so drilled into. And I think this is another thing. When we start to take this, start to take it seriously, take ourselves seriously, like we want there to be a blueprint and a system for it, and I'll do this and then that. And, And actually, there is often this sense of catching up with ourselves, and you do have to, trust and explore and not know what the outcome is going to be and um, not even sometimes know or understand the reasons why you're doing it or why you're driven or, or why it's, you know, landscape, not people or this kind of landscape, not that kind of landscape or, you know, whatever it is, what, what's the tug? We, we don't often know why at the beginning, you just have to follow it. And then often, like you say, looking back, you go, oh, look, those kind of two things linked up and connected. And, and then you're like, oh, that's quite nice.
1: Yeah, and that I find really exciting. And yeah. I was describing to Tracy this moment where I, I had a realization like that a few weeks ago. <clears throat> the feeling that I had when I had that realization and when i made the little paintings i'd just finished making for me was far better than the feeling i will have when someone buys one yeah far better it's like it's, it's like a high that you're on and i don't even want to tell other people about it i'm talking to myself i'm in my own head just like oh what and i can feel all these things fizzing inside and it's nice to sell paintings and it's nice to show them and I'm looking forward to being able to do that. But it's not for me the same as that feeling that I get when I've had some success in finding my way with the process and then something clicking into place what it's about. That's my favorite feeling. So that's my, now I've realized that's my definition of success. Not that I don't want, don't, I, I do want, big things I want amazingly big things I dream of amazingly big things but I, I think they come from doing the actual work and making mm. it as meaningful and good and original as you can mm. and I don't feel like mine is yet as good and meaningful as original as it would need to be to for me to be at that level that I imagine that I would like but that doesn't upset me it just makes me feel like yeah, that's what I'm going for. And I'm going to keep following this because I believe that, that, that that's what leads you to those levels of success, external success. And even if it doesn't, well, I will have had a damn good time while I was trying it all out. And that's in the end, all we've got because once we're dead, did we have a nice time on <laughs> <laughs> just
0: that? Just to cheer everyone up. It's just a very personal journey, isn't it? And I think that There will be people who have very defined um, senses of what they want to do, and it's along a totally different route from yours or from mine. Um, So I suppose the question here is: if you're feeling dissatisfied, it's just a point to check in with what you have you given yourself a marker of success that is actually not the right place for you or how is this fitting with the rest of your life and what you want to do and I think we all have those places where we have to stop and review and double check and make adjustments and that's vague well I don't think there
1: is an answer is there but I agree with you it's ask yourself How am I defining success? And is that definition working for me? If it is, if it's motivating you and inspiring you and getting you excited, then you know you've got the right Mm -hmm. definition. If Mm -hmm. it's pulling you down and making you feel anxious, like a failure, like nothing's working, then you've got the wrong definition. And the definition changes, as we said at the beginning, over time. So you can have that other definition later if it's right for you. It just isn't right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wrote down six points here that aren't really a definition of success, but they're things that help me probably do that little adjustment. Um, one is just checking in that you've got clarity on where you're going, because if you're if you're aiming for somebody else's definition of success, then the chances are you're, you're using the wrong judgment, um, you're using the wrong criteria, you've got the wrong kind of markers in place, and I've got this little thing win win what's important now and and I think I use that for you know quite short-term goals like what should I be working on this month is and just making sure is that really what I need to be doing now is that going to serve me is that going to get me where I need to go so that's where the clarity piece comes in taking action like you say because that's always about the bit that you can do you can't do the other things but making sure that you're taking action is something you can do dealing with the mind blocks massive part of success huge part endless interesting fascinating one of the love things that I love most about doing this is like how much of our mind nonsense comes yeah. into it and I think giving yourself um, time to explore all of that as a massive kind of lifelong inquiry for me is really important. So that, and, But I think that's an also an important part of what feels successful to me on a kind of bigger life sense scale. It's a getting to know yourself thing. Um, I wrote down taking care of all parts of yourself. That's become more important to me. Different areas, areas of your life. Learning to trust yourself and saying no to things. Which are kind of similar yeah sides of the coin aren't they really
1: saying no to things is really important because it comes back to knowing what your definition of Mm -hmm. success is if you're saying yes to things that basically make you unhappy which is a lot of us do we say yeah for for example saying yes to applying to shows that that are then likely to reject you in which case it makes you unhappy if that's what happens to you say no to that for a while yeah um just I think that's so important trusting yourself and saying no to things are kind of the, the same in a way trust yourself of what you want and say no to the things that don't feed into what make you feel good
0: this is going to be a really interesting one to hear back from other people about I'm going you yes. have to do going to do a, f- a fancy graphic
1: Yeah. So because I'm
0: fascinated to know how people think about what we've talked about. And how it's changed as well, I think, for people like has your definition, has your definition, have your thoughts around this changed, you know, or is there something that you're stuck with now? Um, And as you say, I think hearing other people talk about it. Seeing other people's viewpoints on it is often one of the things that helps us get unstuck or realise maybe that some of the markers that we've put in place for ourselves, we go, Oh, like well, what you mean I don't have to do that? Oh, okay. Yeah, because so often, as you alluded to before, the people
1: who who the people who come into my group, they're often looking for validation and support from a spouse, a family member, friends who give the opposite of validation who say things like, well, when are you going to sell something to pay for all this paint that you've been buying? Well, that is the exact opposite of what you need. Mm. Those people don't have a clue what you're trying to do. And they have a very narrow perception mm. of what it means to be successful. Mm. And if you don't, if you don't bring in those people, either in an online group or a real life group or a podcast or something to, to help buy you up, then you're just going to hear the husband or the, and I uh, just uh, maybe wrap up with a nice little story of an artist I know and I won't name because she might not want to be talked about. But when she when I first met her, she had a spouse who was quite negative and um, about her art and exactly that. When are you going to sell something? What's the point of all this? And her commitment and dedication to what she's doing has changed him in three years. So that now they redecorated their house. And he said, where are we going to put your artwork? Um, He comes out with her on drawing trips. Just really nice, like supportive, because he saw that she wasn't just dabbling. And he saw that she was serious. And he became a supporter. That doesn't always happen. And when it doesn't happen, just realize, somebody said to me, you don't ask a plumber to fix the roof. So don't ask your spouse to be the support and gee up you need if they can't be just Mm. go find someone else
0: yeah there's definitely a kind of protection element here isn't it i often think of it as like little seedling like you know when you plant a seed and it grows and you've got that first little seedling it's fragile you've got to look after it at that point um and we've got to build that little bubble around ourselves and make sure that you're secure in it and you understand what you're doing before you expose it to all the brutal elements there's a mind pattern is there brutal elements out there that are set out to destroy us or is it just sun and nice things that encourage us to grow who knows
1: so yes do come and find us and let us know what you think about that find us on facebook or on instagram and leave us a comment when we post the podcast be lovely to hear from you we're going to move on there to what's inspired this week. So do you have
0: anything this week, Alice? I would probably say it's um, back to this kind of mindset, challenging stuff. Um, I feel like I've not been in a particularly easy place and some of it for for, for quite a long time. And I've, I've made art through that. But for a long time, nine a year, I don't know, it's not felt easy. It's like f- it's still feeling like I'm on the edge of something and I don't know what it is and do I have to know in advance and all of that stuff. And I'm back doing some mindset coaching type work which, like I say, is just reminding me how important an element that is to what we do. But I also feel it's interesting. I was thinking, why now? And I know that if I'd done that six months ago, I wasn't I wasn't in a frame of mind. I wasn't in a state where I felt that I could receive that at that point, mm-hmm. whereas now I'm enjoying it. So there's this patience thing, patience with yourself and allowing time to go and trusting that the right thing is going to hit at the right time and not giving up and you know it feels calmer now it's good it's also mine. a bit vague but sometimes it is you know <laughs> mine I having, having said don't
1: look to external things um mine inspiration is an external thing so It's a podcast, another podcast. I keep getting notes saying, thank you for recommending that podcast. I've been listening. So I have another one for you. I only just discovered this one recently, but they have quite a lot of episodes. It's called Authentic Obsessions. And it's a series of interviews with artists. And I'm not a huge fan of artist interview podcasts. Mm. Um, Often I just don't get much out of them. The host of this podcast is Margaret Petrie. Um, and it's authentic obsessions and she's just a really good interviewer in the sense that their conversations their chats and I find them very inspiring and the three that I've listened to are with three people that I know because I picked those ones out first Uh, so I listened to Joe York who's a Yorkshire painter I listened to Lisa Woodward who's been in both of our groups at various points, I think. And I listened to Jane Davis, who I just recently interviewed for my group. And they were all just really fascinating conversations. I did, You know, when you don't want something to end, you're just like really enjoying it. So um, I'm going to give more of them and listen to, but I thought I'd recommend it because I really enjoyed it. And strangely enough, I was listening to one this morning and we were both mentioned and I was like jumped backwards ah (laughs) that's (laughs) us
0: but nobody said anything mean they were nice you in the third person it's always a bit of a (laughs) bit of a jump isn't it okay well that's good I've listened to a couple of those actually but not all of those ones so I'll pop back and have a listen so that's it for this week Come over, find us on Instagram
1: or Facebook. Let us know what you think about this idea of success, whether it's tripped you up in the past, what you, uh, how you define it and whether your definition's changed. Just tell us anything you want about what you think about success. Right, all We're on. not going to control you. Just tell us whatever you want. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. asking before we go on to the next segment can you hear bangs and crashes on my
0: end i heard
1: one bang but it's not massive they're not too bad okay no. um i'm having the bathroom and bedroom done and it means dismantling a bed upstairs and re-putting another bed up upstairs it's all but it's i said oh you can do it if you're going to be quiet and now there's like pff, 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 pff. so <laughs> just
0: it, as long as it's not too loud if it gets too loud tell me and i can always move it's quite muted okay we'll just, you know, let people know that there's poltergeists (laughs) and...